Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's Biblical Investment Advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. That's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat. Or visit us on the web at lordandrichards.com. Well, as you know, here at Lord & Richards, we're very concerned with the subject of financial independence. As a matter of fact, we talk about it all the time. We're talking about it in our workshops. We're talking about it in our meetings, in our offices. We're talking about it in our community events, in our educational events. We are obsessed with helping people become financially independent. And just so we're clear about what that means, that doesn't mean having a great job so that you can enjoy a great lifestyle. That's wonderful, and I'm glad if you're able to do that. But what we're really talking about is arriving at a point in your life where you no longer need to work in order to fulfill your goals and dreams, where finances is no longer a constraining factor. You're independent of financial concerns. So you're free to do what you want with the people that you love for the reasons that you want and hopefully for the glory of God. And so financial independence is as much about achieving it economically as it is about achieving it emotionally. You know, I see people all the time who have enough, in our uh, expert opinion, to be financially independent, to achieve their goals, but who don't feel financially independent. Now, this is different, of course, from somebody being delusional, right? (laughs) As they say, denial is a river in Egypt. So I'm not talking about just uh, setting aside all concern, putting our head in the sand, and don't worry, be happy. No, we want your feelings to be based upon facts, facts that are determined through a process of discovery that, that we enjoy together. But really, many times people have enough in our expert opinion, but the way it is being managed, the way it is being positioned, does not set them up to feel financially independent. And part of that reason is because most people we meet, just like you, are worried that events out of your control may come in and harpoon your retirement. You know, things that you either could foresee happening or things you never even dreamed of happening. And so we build a plan for you to achieve financial independence and to enjoy retirement without worry. That's the key, the feeling at the end of that statement, enjoy retirement without worry. Now, don't turn me off. I know some of you are, you know, engineering mindset. And for you, it's about facts and figures. But here's what I've learned. 
the most brilliant engineer or teacher or whatever your field of work is who has more of a scientific or mathematical bent on things, the ability to cover all the bases scientifically, mathematically, and to know that your plan will not leave you at the moment that you need it the most, that creates financial independence as a feeling. Retirement without worry is another way of saying it. And so I know that my clients who work for some great companies as engineers uh, certainly want to see the facts. They want to see how things are going to work out economically. But most of them, in my opinion, still don't make decisions and do things like take trips or buy second homes or pick up additional toys or just uh, spend money in any significant way unless they feel good about it unless you feel good about it. And so I'm not going to be touchy-feely today. I'm going to give you facts that will lead you to the right feelings. And our principle today is built on that exact concept. It comes from the Bible, Luke 14, 28. As you know, here at Lord & Richards, uh, we have a wonderful team of advisors, all of whom are basing their counsel on principles straight out of the Word of God, right? We're building our foundation on a rock, which is God's word. And so Luke 14, 28 says simply, which of you intending to build does not first sit down and count the cost, whether you have enough to finish it? I tell you, you know, I've been in this position, whether it's been in our work in churches, nonprofits, or even our own personal uh, building. When my wife and I built a home several years back, And you sit down, you develop a budget, you develop a rather complex plan written out on multiple large sheets of paper, and you have budgets and line items and spreadsheets. For some of you, that stuff is the furthest from enjoying yourself, but can you imagine undertaking a building of any level of complexity without a clear strategy, a clear plan, and how you would feel about the structural integrity of that building if you had not followed wise principles in the design and the ultimate implementation of that design when it's built. So who would do that? Well, I'm sure you've seen some things. We call them follies, right? It's when people sit down and they don't count the cost. They just go at it and they sort of build it willy-nilly. And in the old country in Europe, they have these buildings called follies, you know, where they collapse or whatever. One of the most famous is, of course, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And people have spent centuries propping that thing up just because it's so pretty. And by now, you know, (laughs) if they get rid of it, they lose a lot of tourist revenue. So not following good building principles results in bad buildings. Not following good financial principles results in bad retirement. And so the title of the show today is How to Feel Financially Independent. And we're going to jump right in. And so here is the key. There's really two principles, two principles, and I've alliterated them today. I've alliterated them for you, so maybe you can carry with them, carry, carry them with you and um, have a portable concept. Um, if you're just jumping in, this is Colin Richards. I'm pr- president and founder of Lord & Richards. We're an investment advisory firm that bases our uh, advice, our financial advice, on the timeless principles found in God's Word. And so every single day we're meeting with folks just like you who are concerned about possible events that could harpoon your retirement, things that could damage your ability to retire. And so we build a plan 
for you to achieve financial independence. We call it a financial independence roadmap. And it's a wonderful process. It's a process of discovery that we enjoy. And I'd be delighted to chat with you. I'd love to introduce you to my team. And so I would encourage you, reach out to us. Have a discussion. Begin that first step of building a great building for your retirement. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. Again, 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. So what are the principles that you can employ that will help you to not only be financially independent, but to feel financially independent. Here's one that you may not have thought of, but I see it every single day practically as I meet with folks just like you all over the front range. And really now our clients are spread across the country. They just won't sit still. Retirement's too much fun. Got to get up and go. And especially these days, folks are wanting to get out and get about. And so as we're looking at financial independence, principle number one is going to be this, divide up, divide up your nest egg. You say, what on earth do you mean by that? Well, all the time I'm seeing people who meet with me and let's just pick a number out of the air. And by the way, this isn't the only type of person we work with, a person with a million dollars. We work with folks that have less. We work with folks that have more. It's just an easy way for me to do a couple of quick mental calculations as I describe this principle. So let's say you have a million dollars, okay? I've seen couples who, with that million dollars, have done a little research and they've looked and and they found something called the rule of 4%. Uh, This was developed by a financial planner by the name of William Bengen back in the 1990s. And, you know, for his clients, he wanted a principle. They wanted to know, you know, Bill, how much can we take out of our portfolio and not expect to run out of money? What's the best approach? And he did some research, looking backwards, of course, at the time, because that's all the data you have. And he said, well, look, it looks like, based on history, if you take out 4% a year, give yourself a little raise each year, and you you earn a reasonable rate of return, you should be able to keep up with inflation and never run out of money before you run out of life. Bang. Sounds perfect, Bill. And so folks began living by that rule of 4%. So let's say in our hypothetical example, you have a million dollars and you say, hey, I want to live comfortably off of that million dollars. How much can I withdraw in order to never run out of money? And so they take the whole million dollars and they apply the rule of 4%. And they say, okay, a million dollars, 40,000. In our first year, we'll take out $40,000. Great. So just as an aside, let me challenge, first of all, the rule of 4%, because it is so prevalent and in our minds. As a result of the 2008, 2009, as well as the 2000 to 2003 bear markets, collapses really, massive losses, and what many called the lost decade, and it really was longer than a lost decade. People who had money in the market in 2000, who were, quote, disciplined, didn't move it, and kept that in the market, not only lost a big pile of it by 2003, but it took them all the way to 2007 to recover. And then guess what? The market started down again, and they lost, and then it took all the way until 2013 to recover. So it's really more than a lost decade, about 2013, 2000, that's about 13 years. Plus, they lost the purchasing power of their money 
it was eroded. And so they were really down close to 20%, if not more. Wow, that can happen. It did happen. Some of you have experienced it. And guess what happened to people who were using the rule of 4% while their portfolios were essentially going nowhere? Wham, they were hurt. And so a man by the name of Dr. Wade Fow, PFAU of the American College, did a series of studies. He's, he's an uh, amazing retirement expert. He teaches on the subject. He's an academic. He's not a financial advisor. He's an academic. And he said, look, new studies are telling us you need to drop that 4% rule to 3%, 3%. So back to our hypothetical example, our folks with a million dollars now have to drop their income from 40% to 3 or 4% to 3%. That's from 40,000 to 30,000 a year. Wow. And even then, there's a 24% possibility of failure. Yikes. That's a high possibility of failure. Well, we'll talk about how to get over that and how to really go around the rule of 3% or the rule of 4%. But in this case, if you have a million dollars and let's say you're being really conservative and you say, okay, I'm going to live on the real rule of 3%. And I've met with people that are doing this. So there's 30000 a year. It supplements your Social Security. It's not exactly the high life, but at least you're able to meet budget. And then along comes an extraordinary expense, major, maybe a major health care incident or a deductible, or just something that's going to require a great deal of money. And, and where are you going to go to get it? You say, well, I'll, get, I'll have to go to my million dollars. Okay, well, wait a minute. So if you, let's say it was a $50,000 expense, you pull that $50,000 out, now you've got less than a million dollars and you've just eroded your income. And if you follow the rules, you'll be living on less for the rest of your life. That doesn't seem right. And that doesn't feel financially independent. You know what that feels like? Stuck. That's stuck. And so you've got to look at your money differently. You've got to divide up your nest egg. That's our first principle today on how to feel financially independent. And we teach this principle every single day. Every single day. We're meeting with folks who have never really looked at it that way. You might have sort of looked at it this way. For example, do you have a bank account? Checking, savings, money market. Well, that actually is money that is different from a retirement nest egg. And so you might have two categories of money. You've got your, your nest egg and then you've got your bank account. We, we call it kind of an emergency fund or in our color scheme that we use to teach this to clients, it's the green money. All money's green, at least here in the U.S., but this is the color we use, green. And the idea being that this is money that you have set aside for special needs. So maybe you've thought ahead and you've got 15, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in a bank or savings account. You say, well, is that too much to put there? Here's another good rule of thumb. It's not a tried and true, you know, benchmark rule, but it's more of a guideline. It's the idea that you should look at your budget. That's your monthly expenses. Multiply that times three, four, five, six, about three to six months and have at least that amount set aside in a bank account or cash or money market or savings. That's your emergency fund or your short-term fund, if you will. And you know, years ago, my son called me up. He said, you know, dad, I need my social security card. He was at college and I said, what every wise parent would say. I said, why? <laughs> he said, well, I need to open a, a TD Ameritrade account. I want, I want to trade some securities. I said, great, why? 
And he was basically, you know, wanting to jump in and he had learned some principles of investing while he's at school. I said, look, son, let's talk about this. The first kind of money you need to make sure you have in your portfolio is green money. He's like, dad, all money is green. I said, let me explain. It's an emergency or a short-term fund. Things that can handle planned or unplanned expenses that are short-term needs where you need the money two ways. It's got to be liquid, available, otherwise it's not a very good emergency fund, and it's got to be safe. Liquid and safe. What about growth, Dad? I mean, you know, that's why I want to invest in the market. Well, here's the reality. It's kind of like the pick-two menu at Panera Bread, if you've ever been there. You look up on the menu, and there you can pick a soup, a salad, and a half sandwich, but you can only get two out of the three if you want to pay that special price. Say, well, I want all three. Well, that's not the game. And in finance, here's your three. Safety, liquidity, and growth. Safety, liquidity, and growth. So if you really want to be financially independent, each kind of money that we're about to develop is going to have two out of those three. Safety, liquidity, or growth. And guess what? Green money, or our emergency fund, or our short-term fund, is going to have safety and liquidity. Where does that take us? Probably to the bank or stuffing cash in your mattress or bearing it out back. But what it's not going to do is give you much growth. Do we agree on that principle? So the first money that you're going to divide out and separate from the main nest egg is going to be your emergency or your short-term fund. For those of you who have just joined us here on the show today, this is Colin Richards. You're listening to The Lord and Richards Show And we are all about financial independence from a biblical point of view. Our principle today is found in Luke 14, 28. Which of you, intending to build, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether you have enough to finish it? And our principle is you've got to divide up your nest egg. That's the principle we're working off of out of two principles we're going to share today. I would really encourage you to reach out at this point and give us a call. I'd love to teach you these things in person. Our team is wonderful. They're working with folks like you every single day who are worried that perhaps events out of your control might mess up where you're wanting to go in retirement. So we build a plan for you to achieve financial independence so you can enjoy retirement without worry. Just pick up the phone and give me a call. That's 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720 720- 3720400 I'd love to chat or check us out on the web at lordandrichards.com So as we continue our discussion today on how to feel financially independent we've learned we need to add in to our main nest egg a pot a fund a type of money called emergency money or short term money and it's going to be safe and liquid and not have much growth those are our three choices safety liquidity growth What's our second kind? Well, we call this a growing reserve. And by its name, you can tell we've, we've shifted our emphasis and we decided, hey, this money is going to be for growth. This money is going to allow us to grow. And this is a traditional type of investment, you know, whether it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, REITs, any type of traditional investment that you might find in a typical retiree portfolio, in a 401k, an IRA, uh, a non-IRA fund. And it's how most people are already investing in the years building up to retirement. We call it the accumulation years. And growth is so important on this. So we've got to really go for growth. It means we're going to be growing and liquid. But guess where the compromise is? Yeah, not as much safety. 
Not like a bank, right? We're taking risk. Now here's the key. The thing that we do differently at Lord & Richards is that we've learned from institutions and endowments, foundations and so forth, how to help manage that risk for you, how to reduce the downside, how to put a floor under your feet and try to reduce that bottomless exposure to market drops like people experienced and didn't feel good about back in 2000 and 2008. So learning from history is, hey, you got to put a floor under your feet. No unlimited downside, folks. Don't do that. Now, yes, maybe you're diversified, but what we really want to do is more than diversify because we learned in 2008, 2009 that you could be diversified across the whole market, but what are you going to do when the market as a whole drops? Well, I'll just buy and hold, you know, I'll be fine. Well, folks who bought and hold, as I said already in the show, from 2000 to 2013 literally got nowhere and saw the purchasing power of their money erode due to inflation. So buy and hold isn't the, the, the problem solver you think it is. I've heard people say, well, you know, I just held on and I recovered. Yeah, from 2007 to the market drop in 2009 all the way to 2013, eventually you recovered. And you got back to where you started. That doesn't feel so good. What we're talking about today is how to feel financially independent. So the first step is get an emergency reserve that's absolutely safe and liquid. And yeah, we know it's not growing. Maybe three to six months of your budget. The second step is to partition out what we call a growing reserve. This growing reserve has growth, it has liquidity, but it's not as safe. So it needs to be risk managed, not just set it and forget it. You know, I hear about people's portfolio and the only thing that happens is it gets rebalanced quarterly. That just simply means that if stocks are what grew during that quarter, they peel back your stock investments because they now are too much of your overall portfolio. You say, well, Colin, how can we manage risk in our blue money, our growing reserve. Um, well, you got to start by not putting all your money in it. <laughs> should we put all our money in the bank? You say, no, I want growth. Okay, should we put all our money in the growing reserve where it's at risk? I would say no to that as well. So we're going we're gonna to need a third kind of money, but just hang on for that. So the first step is don't put all your money there at risk. The second step is make sure it's risk managed. Something we've learned over the years is that large institutions, wealth pools, endowments, foundations, colleges, hospitals, and so on, they have these huge pots of money from donations and from endowments. Do you think that their donors would be excited to know that they lost 25, 30, 40, 50% of the money in the endowment during a market downturn? Probably not. And so fiduciaries manage those endowments for those institutions, often a committee, a team, and they try to smooth out and reduce that volatility. I call it opting for the kitty ride as long as it gets me to the same destination. Which of us, if we could get to the same de destination financially, but not be as volatile, wouldn't go for that? Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't mean a compromise in growth. It simply means we have to employ strategies that the average person just isn't thinking about. And so we have strategies that put a floor under your feet. We call it a hedge. You ever hear of hedge funds? They get a bad rap because they're very expensive. And a lot of times these managers are super, super greedy people. We're not talking about using hedge funds. We're talking about employing hedges in your portfolio learning from endowments and institutions and not just putting all our money at risk. 
And we also do some things that are tactical in nature. It means that there are signs in the market when a storm is coming. And no, we're not trying to perfectly time the market. If you, you know, if you could know the news in advance, you could do that. But once things become volatile, it's about not waiting around and being the last person standing when it finally collapses. And so tactical moves include moving to cash, moving to other assets, defensive positions, and so forth. And then, of course, making sure that all of this is positioned for growth. And so there's a lot that goes into risk managing a growing reserve, the blue money. But the key is don't just have it sitting there with an advisor who never talks to you, with somebody who rarely makes changes or rebalances anything, and especially hasn't employed specific principles of risk management. Now, there's a third pot, and we're going to have to talk about that in our next show, and that's called the protected money. And guess what? In that pot, we're going to choose two different items. So in our green money, our uh, bank account, we're going to be safe and liquid, not much growth. In our blue money, we're going for growth and liquidity, but we've got risk, so we've got to manage it. And in our red money, we're going to go for safety and growth on the same dollar at the same time. With the caveat that you're going to have to be mature, you're going to have to be willing to go a little longer term on your time horizon and be a little less liquid. So we're going to talk about that next time. How do we protect a portion of your portfolio so that it can't lose on the downside? It's absolutely protected, but still has great growth opportunity. Well, thank you for listening to The Lord and Richards Show. This is Colin Richards. I'd be delighted to chat with you about how you can both achieve and feel financially independent. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. Again, 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat or check us out at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.